Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I'm Angie Bauman, and this is a fiction-focused bonus episode with my dear ministry friend, Christy, award-winning author Robin W. Pearson. Along with writing novels, Robin is an editor, a homeschooling mom of seven, and author of the Mommy Concentrated blog. In her latest novel, Walking in Tall Weeds, she introduces us to the Baldwin family who must confront things in the past to move forward in their relationships. Robin deals with interracial relationships, complex family dynamics, and what it means to walk in grace and forgiveness, ultimately leaving her reader with a reminder that God's love is the glue that holds us and everything together. Along with the new book, we'll also chat about personal discoveries of tall weeds in our relationships and how God lovingly calls us to tend to them. I always enjoy my time with Robin, and today's conversation is no exception. Let's listen in. Hello, Steady On community, and welcome into this bonus fiction-focused podcast episode. I'm Angie Bauman, and with me again today is my dear ministry friend, Christy Award-winning author, Robin W. Pearson. Robin, welcome back to the Steady On community. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. Robin is a known voice around here. She is uh, featured in episode 34 a long time ago when we talked about a long time coming, right? That's when we first connected. And I'm going to link that episode in the description today so you can find it if you want. And she was one of our speakers at the known virtual event about a year ago now already. That's almost been a year. And um, and now you have a new book coming out, uh, Walking in Tall Weeds. Did I get that right? Walking in yes. Tall Weeds. And I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to ask you about that in a minute, the title, but I have one too. And um, I just want to, I want to talk to you about your stories though, in general, your stories tackle tricky family dynamics. And I just wonder what, will you tell us kind of what are the pain points in this novel for you and what compelled you to tackle them? Um, it was an interesting question. Um, we are like I've been married about almost 28 years at this point. And, you know, you, you think you know everything and you're just kind of walking and almost into the sunset, not quite. I know my parents were married almost 60 years, so I'm not, not there yet, but yeah. still now you, you know things and you're moving forward, but we're learning so many different things. Like every stage of life, you unfold, you know, something, you unpack something. And so um, just thinking about that, thinking about all the things that are going on in our country that have, you know, just been unfolding. Um, and you think, okay, we've been there, done that, but still, still, there's so much, you know, that we're learning about each other and learning about that, relating to each other and loving each other and forgiving each other. Um, and I wanted to write about those things, you know, how it, how that plays out between mother and son father and son, husband and wife, how we love people in our community. Um, and so with all the things that happened and we've been here these last, you know, two years with pandemic and all of that. And, and so I just wanted to, I was, the Lord just led me to write about those things, those yeah. kind of pain points, I guess that, you know, you, you think you're not still sensitive to them, but you are. Yeah. It's so. interesting how, um, I was just talking to a friend whose family had just gotten back from a Walt Disney world vacation for the first time. And her kids are like, I think about eighth grade, sixth grade, you know, that kind of age and her husband and the four of them went and she, when she, when she was 
back and we were kind of like unpacking her trip or whatever. She was like, I learned so much about my family by watching how they responded because that can, that's a big trip. It can be stressful. Yeah. It's, it's hot. It is expensive. Like, you know, like some of these things can, it can bring out. So like these, this big event in their life that was a positive and it, and it was a positive, mm-hmm. but she talked about how, like watching them sort of like under stress or in new environments. Cause none of them had ever been there. You know, she's like, mm-hmm. I just learned so much about my husband and about my kids. And that made me, th- when you were talking about that, we go through events. Now that's a family vacation, but mm-hmm. we go through events, good and bad, right. That reveal yeah. things about the people we think we know best. And all of a sudden you're like, I didn't know that was in there. And it's, you know, even with, with all of the, you know, being home, you know, we've homeschooled you know, for, you know, forever. And you think, okay, this is our comfortable place. And we're used to being around each other and we're used to, you know, this isn't new to us, but still, you know, there's so much that God took away those things that you found comfort in and reveal more of himself, reveal more about other people. And we can't get, you know, complacent in how we love others, you know, even those closest to us. And I think that's what, you know, that's what happened, you know, in this couple that I wrote about, just the complacency that comes in that comfortable, you know, relationship. And you get complacent in the feelings and the bitterness and all of those things, and you get used to it and operating in it. But as believers, you know, God's not going to leave you for the people that he loves. He's not going to leave you in that spot, you know, of just being comfortable in those. He's going to keep you moving and progressing and moving you into a different pain point, if you will. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know, I I love what you were just saying, because I think you're so right about we can get complacent in the love but also Mm -hmm. in the bitterness, I think you Mm -hmm. used or something else like, so, because we, we can take the love for granted, either, either that they love us in Mm -hmm. a marriage relationships for granted, but also that they know we love them. Like Mm -hmm. what, you know, how intentional am I still, my husband and I've been married, it'll be 24 years uh, uh, this summer. Uh, How intentional am I still for letting him know I would still pick you. Right. I think Mm -hmm. I'm not great at that day in and day out because he knows it. Right. And you just think he knows it, but there are days that it might be really wonderful for him to hear that. I promise there are, because there are days it's Mm -hmm. wonderful for me to hear it. Right. And also, I think you're right. We do get comfortable in the things that aren't as good, but we've Mm -hmm. accepted, we've figured out how to live with them. And so we just don't deal with them anymore. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And even if we were able to deal with them, poke on them a little bit, unpack them a little Mm -hmm. bit, it would, it could, it could potentially, especially as believers, if we follow the leading of the Lord in that it would actually strengthen that relationship and take it to a different place. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So from these characters, what are you hoping your readers will walk away from? What kind of um, hope or encouragement do you think this story or these characters will give those who are reading it? What's your hope in that? Um, I hope that they'll look at them and see themselves, you know, one of the, um, one of my, I guess, pet peeves, I'm not sure, but you know, when someone describes the book and, and they describe it as this African-American family or this African-American story, or, you know, and it's just, it's a story and it's a family. And I want, you know, readers to see themselves no matter, you know, what color, what backgrounds, you know, who's, because we, you know, they, they're they living out what we're dealing with, what everyone is dealing with. How do I relate? How do I love through all these different phases and stages of life? 
How do I love someone who doesn't look like me? How do I, you know, even in your own family, you know, I have adult children. I say children, I know I'm not supposed to put that. Those two things go together. Yes. <laughs> Are they oxymorons? But, you know, how do you relate to them as they grow up and they don't respond the way you feel like you've taught them to respond or that, you know, we're thinking along, you know, the same lines and, um, you know, they're making choices that are different from what you would have them choose, um, but that it's okay. And I can learn from that. They can still learn from me, that type of thing. Um, so I hope people will come away from it with just a different, you know, way or, or just seeing themselves and wanting to change or going, yes, I get that. And um, wanting to share it, you yeah. know, not seeing it as this other story or, other people, but um, something they can identify with. That it's my story too. Yeah, it's my story too. Um, yeah. Because, you know, with relationships, any relationship is just difficulties in, because you bring yourself with you. You know, even like when you went to Florida, I've been reading about you going to Florida. I'm sure you you went along, right? Like you <laughs> packed yourself up. And sometimes yes. I look around and I'm like, oh my gosh, I came along. I didn't mean to, you know, bring myself yes. with me. Those things that even on vacation, you know, those same things and same problems or same, you know, problems you may have with your spouse, they're still there. And just because you're on vacation and walking around Disney world, mm-hmm. you know, you still have to, sometimes it, it even gets worse because you, you know, it gets compressed or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why my friend and I were because we we had both like within a week's time taken our kids to Disney. And so we were sitting around talking about that and talking about what we'd learned and the things yeah. that got hard. And mostly the things yeah. that did get hard is because we brought ourselves with us. You know, there yeah. was one situation where I was in tears while we were there because I thought I, the kids weren't going to get to be able to do something that they really wanted to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, what's that about? That's not I mean that, you know, my kids are be OK if they don't get to do everything they want to yeah. do. But there's something deeper in that about I'm afraid of disappointing them or I'm afraid they yeah. won't. I won't, they won't like me as well. If I can't live right. up to their expectations or like, right. that's like that. If you're willing we to, have, yes. yes, if you're willing to have, and to be able to have that conversation with the kids yeah. at, at an age appropriate level, that actually I'm upset, not because I'm angry at you. Cause you want something, but I'm scared. I can't live up to what you want or, you know, whatever. That's an opportunity yeah. for a deeper conversation. Um, yeah. And yeah. that you have, you know, it's, it's important for them to see you as a person, yes. you know, to see you as mom, is that even as they, you know, age and, um, you know, I'm a person who is struggling with this thing and I'm not going mm-hmm. to always come with this holy response, you know, <laughs> I'm going to come as Robin and yeah. yeah. And I don't like this thing or this hurts me or, you know, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Because you're right. We don't ever leave those things at home. We do carry them with us and we carry them into our parenting and into our marriage and into our friendships. And the more, the more we are willing to look at ourselves to see Mm -hmm. like what hurts us, what triggers Mm -hmm. us, what creates either negative or deep responses. You know, if we can wrestle with those questions and say, what does this in me? And the more, the better we can show up for our people. Yeah. And how do I trust God? What is what would God have me to do? How does mm. God want me to love? You know, what is my response? And sometimes it's not how, what we think yes. and how we think we should respond. Yes. And that's the, that's what I want you to come. What does God say about it? Yeah. 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 Words say, even if it's forgiving something that seems unforgivable mm-hmm. and that you can't forget, but still, you know, how do I, you know, how do I love the way he would call me to love yeah. in this? I can think of a couple of different times when I've been praying for one of my kids 
And I get the frustrating sort of answer from the father, uh, like, because I want to know what would you have me do to help them? Or what would you have me do to fix this? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there are a couple of times he's really called me into like a trust question with him, because what he really is asking to do is give him space to work in their heart that I doesn't really need me to do anything. Like he's got it, you know? And, and I'm like, but I want, you know, and and I, and I do, I want, I want them to have peace or solution or resolution or something faster. Mm -hmm. And I know. I know when I don't have that peace or resolution, I know it's because he's teaching me something. He's getting me there, you know, and I, and I need the time. Like he doesn't need me to need the time, you know, he can zap me differently, but he wants me to have that time so that I, and, and, but I try to hurry that time sometimes when he's working in their life, you know, cause I don't Mm -hmm. want them to hurt like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so trusting him with that. So what, how do you incorporate in your stories, faith and God, um, and I, I've been asking this, a similar question of this to the fiction authors I've been interviewing lately, cause it's really intriguing to me. Cause I hear a lot of uh, authors talk about how they get sort of like maybe negative reviews, either like there's too much God and Jesus in this, or they call this a Christian book and there's not enough God and Jesus in this. Like people have pretty different mm-hmm. opinions about what that looks like. And so how do you decide, how do you decide how much God and Jesus what kind of salvation message you do or do not put in, you know, mm-hmm. what, 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 what is that like for you, that process? Um, well, I've, I've known in these parts as a holy roller, <laughs> <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. Um, but you know, God inspires, you know, each word. And so, you know, I pray about you, know, Lord, what do you want me to write? Like that, you know, over my laptop, like, what is it you want me to say? What is the story? Um, I feel like, you know, he's laid this particular story in my heart, but what is the scripture that will be like the theme that's going to frame this whole book? And, you know, and then as I write, like, how is this wrapping background? My, my whole English training, I guess, goes back in, like, how does this support the theme? How does this support the word? And, um, you know, does this seem further along, you know, that, that scripture, that passage, you know, for um, this novel? And um, I know we talk about you know, what is Christian fiction and, you know, how, you know, what is the message? And I think it just, it should point to Jesus. I mean, it may not, you know, I think about the book of Esther, which is like my favorite, one of my favorite books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like it just, you know, you laugh with it, you know what I mean? You're just like, and every time you read it, it's just, it's just amazing. Like, I just love it, but there's no God, there's no prayer, like those words, but he is present in every word. Uh, yes. And yeah. he's in control. And, you're not in any doubt, you know, who, who it's about and who wrote it, who inspired it and, and the, the point of the story. Um, and so that's what my prayer is when I'm writing, like, it, even if, you know, characters are behaving, you know, in a way that you would not think a Christian character would behave because, you know, we're human. Is it pointing to Jesus, even in the brokenness of the characters, yeah. does it lead, you know, to Jesus that we see that is the answer, the Lord you know, so that's, you know, that's my, always my prayer and mm-hmm. always what I'm working toward, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what is, what do people mean when they call you the Holy Roller? I have to circle back and ask you <laughs> where, what does that mean for, to them? Why do they do it that? It just slips out. Like, you know, we'll be talking about material uh-huh. somehow. Yeah. Uh, my kids, I can see the eye rolling, you know, just because <laughs> it's going to come back to, and the Lord said, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, he would want you to make your bed. <laughs> <laughs> orderly you know it's just it's just funny how it's 
but that's live and breathe and, you know, move and have my being. And I'm so grateful to him. Like he reached out and scooped me up like a sieve and yeah, it's still like a bunch of clunky stuff still in the spoon, but it's stripping away, you yeah. know, eventually it'll just be how he designed me. I know, but I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. My kids, if they really want, like when they're actually, if they're trying to get me to back off, they'll, you know, they'll say something like that. Everything needs to be a sermon mom or whatever. That, and it makes me <laughs> mad and they know it makes me mad. Cause I'm like, I am just telling you that because they know I'm right. Like yes. in that moment, like, you know, when I'm, yes. when I'm telling them good things, when I'm telling them the promises of God, like, you know, like they can't yes. argue with that. So yeah. they'll just pick at me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I've gotten to know him. Like, <laughs> Yes. Yes, not sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, and you should be grateful. Let me tell you, you don't want Robin unsearched. You don't want me to tell you what I think. So I'm just unabridged. No, yeah. (laughs) Oh, funny, funny. So one of the things that I've I've read that you have written is that you believe that we cannot have peace with others until we have peace with God. I'm laughing because I'm like, isn't that what we're just talking about with the family dynamics and all that? But why is that such a strong value of yours or strong belief of yours that we can't have peace with our people, if you will, or others, even not our people, right? Maybe others, even like sort of generically others out there that we don't even know until we have yeah. peace for, with God. What's that about for you? Um, like he's our source. You know, we are thinking about power outages. We were talking about that discussion a few weeks ago. We lost power. Um, it was what evening some friends had come into town and just it, there there wasn't a storm like all of a sudden the lights just went out and I had made this cake and I call it we call it heavenly cake because the kids tried to call it Jesus's favorite cake but I was like I don't know I don't work with that we'll just call it heavenly cake and it's this chocolate cake and it doesn't take like it takes like 20 minutes to make because you've partially cooked some of the things on you know on the stove and you pour this and then you put it in the oven for 20 minutes well we have a gas stove and the oven itself is gas Gas. So, but when the power went out, we thought, okay, it'll still cook because we have gas. However, you know, the, the, I guess the igniter or whatever it is that's related to electricity, like our, we're on well, but still like the, all of that still needed the electricity. And so it didn't work. Like we ended up pulling the cake out when the lights really came back on and it just, you know, it didn't rise. Like it got almost there and didn't rise because it didn't have the source. It didn't have you know, electricity. And we thought we all, we have gas, we have all these other things we could rely on, but we didn't have that. And so that's how I, you know, I think about it with, you know, God, we can have all these, have a marriage, you can have kids and you can have happiness and you can have activities and all these things. But if you don't have the source, there's not any peace and there's not any truth in that. There's not gonna be real love because he is love. Like he is those things. He is peace. He is truth. He is love. He is joy. So we can't get our joy and peace from circumstances and from, you know, activities and people because those things change. Our circumstances change. The weather changes, you know, thunderstorms today. And because I'm the greatest weather watcher there is, my weather app. Like I look two weeks ahead to plan, you know, but that changes. You can't even predict a thunderstorm. You know, you it, it breaks up and fronts change, but God doesn't. So how can you rely on something that's temporary and mercurial? You know, you have to rely on the person who doesn't change. So that's, you know, why I, you know, I say that like we we're looking for our identity in so many different things in our culture and our race and, you know, and those things will fail you 
they will fail you. I mean, you will fail you. You won't behave or say those things that you thought you were going to say. Um, But God won't, he won't fail. So yeah, if we don't have that relationship with him and that peace with him, we can't extend it. You can't extend what you don't have. So you can't extend what you don't have. Yeah. Isn't that, that's true about his peace and the Mm -hmm. mercy, I think forgiveness. I've said that before about forgiveness. Like the more that we're in touch with our need for mercy, Mm -hmm. uh, and and we, we are precious and we are, you know, we're, but, but we are sinful and we are, we need his mercy daily, you know, and the more we're in touch for that, I think the more, the quicker, I don't, I know the quicker, at least for me, I am to extend that to someone else, to give someone else the benefit of the, the more we're in touch with his hope and the fact that the victory is already won, the more that we can encourage other people in that, you know, in their struggle. So, yeah, I absolutely think that's that's such a good example about the cake and the source. Uh, It's so relatable. Yeah. Will you let us look into your life just a little bit? Like, what do you do practically to reconnect to that source? when, uh, one of your children is giving you angst when your husband is giving you angst, you know, when your family, whatever, not that that ever happens, except I'm uh, sure it does. probably more like the other way around. <laughs> I'm giving, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, what do you, what do you do? Cause I know that, you know, that, so how do we live it out when it raises its head? I can tell like when I haven't been doing my Bible study, you know, and when I haven't been doing my devotions and just, like I see in my own life, like when you, cause you get busy and it's like, you don't have time to do those things. You know, I've been working on a deadline uh, for a while. We have so many different things going on in our life with, you know, with my parents and with um, just family life and, and health and all of those things. And it's, it could be easy to, okay, Jesus, I'm going to, you know, thank you Lord for waking me up this morning and just keep it moving, you know, but I can tell when I don't stay in the word just start with it. And, you know, when I say I'm going to write, they know I'm coming in here into this room and this green chair over here. And I'm starting with my devotional. I'm, you know, starting with, and this is great, but that I got from um, Tyndall sent me and I'm working through it slowly. It's supposed to be a hundred days and I'm probably on day 150 at this point, but yeah, just working through it slowly about, you know, when I rise, because it just, it's just scripture. I really just want scripture and to hear the Lord speak to me because it's when when you're reading other people's words and that's all you're reading, um, it's what is their interpretation and it's not, you know, and God is our intercessor, you know, he's what we need and we don't need someone to filter it, you know? So, um, I really try to, to stick with that. This one year Bible that I've been working through the second, (laughs) second year and, um, just sticking with reading because I know that he just reveals so much that I can apply to, our relationships and apply to what I'm writing. So just trying to, to, to start and just in the middle of the day, maybe I'm not even starting it at six o'clock, you know, first, but making sure that I'm in, you know, the word just throughout the day and music. I love music. I love music. It just speaks to my soul. So I'm playing that when I'm doing things and I love music too. I have playlists that I, I, I have a playlist on my phone that I've just kind of added to for years. And I'll go through there sometimes if I'm struggling or a little bit down or feeling the angst and, and I will play some of those songs 
Mm -hmm. that remind me of his faithfulness in a previous season, you know, yeah. like there, because yeah. sometimes if I'm really struggling with something, he'll bring a word through a song and I'll just play it over and over again for yes. a, a little bit, you know, and yeah. I will remember how he spoke to me, like how he just like caressed my aching soul, you know, with that yeah. song. And yeah. sometimes it, I just, I'll do that. Uh, just to rem just, even if I just need, just remember how he's loved you before, right. Just yes, remember how he's loved you before. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he does. And his word, like, you know, when yeah. you look at, and I say that in the book too, like when you, you have to look back, sometimes you can't see it when you're in it mm -hmm. and you have to remember like, how has he delivered? Yeah. How has he been faithful? How, you know, how, what have I been through before? And then, you know, it'll help you through this moment, even when you don't have the answers and there's, you know, the problem still exists, but how has God, you know, brought you from yeah. here to, to this point? Yeah. 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 In right. order to yeah. just put one, one step in front yeah. of the other. Cause it builds our confidence that we'll go to the next point. Right. Yes. Like, yeah, right. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. There is that hope. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I want to ask a little bit more about the book because I want people to really understand, um, I, I just understand, I want them to be hungry for getting this book into their hands, I guess is the right way to say it. But uh, without giving anything away, would you just do like a quick overview and also talk to us about the title, Walking in Tall Weeds? Where did that come from? Don't give anything away, but give your quick like sort of <laughs> overview of what readers will find if they pick up a copy of Walking in the Tall Weeds. Um, well, it's, you know, I think it's easier to write 400 words than to, you know, tell you. Yes. You know, oh my goodness. The <laughs> elevator pitch of your project is like the hardest thing. Is it not? Yes. <laughs> That's what they call it. Right. You know, that like little, quick, yes. what's your book about? Here's worst. two sentences. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard. So, yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> um, but with walking into all weeds, it's, it's tend to those untended places in your life. You, know, you think about, you look out in your yard, especially out for my husband with broken leg, there are going to be a lot of untended places out there because I'm not a yard person <laughs> outside. It's wonderful to look at, but um, it's when you have to go through some of those things, like, you know, that direct path, it's, it's wonderful. It's clear, but sometimes you have to veer off of that and the shortest way or the most direct way or the best way is going through taller grass. You know, it's going through um, some of the rocky parts of the road. It's not, you know, paved and um, I guess well tended, I guess. Um, and that's what these characters are doing. They, um, Frederick Baldwin accuses his wife at one point of just, you know, you're going in those, you know, tall weeds at a, you know, and she's because she's dealing with okay my son is coming home and I want to cover all these things and I want to talk about these different things and she's kind of getting distracted from you know just the relationship and just the enjoyment because that's what we do you know as moms right we just we get caught up in the doing and not just in the being with our family and um and those are the weeds all that doing all the the, the tasks and the chores and the you know, the lessons as homeschoolers was just, just being. Um, and so, but sometimes it's, those things are also necessary. So it's, that's what the book is about. It's about, you know, going through those hard places, those untended places in order to, um, you know, get to the next, you know, in our relationships, like as we're dealing with others, um, there are weeds there as well. Like where you think you've, it's, it's good you know, I'm, I'm being a good Christian or, you know, a good person, but there's hardness in your heart where you were remembering, um, 
the past. You remember how you've been insulted. You remember how you've been abused, how you've been hurt, how my family has been hurt. And that's how you approach those relationships from a hurt place. And with that in mind, and that's how you relate, you're not dealing truthfully, you know, and honestly um, with other people, you know, because that's there and you really haven't forgiven or even if you have done the forgiveness, like it's, it's a process it is, yeah. over and over. Yeah. And so it's dealing with those things, pulling those weeds out and coming from an honest place and, um, and handling it, you know, yeah. tending to your garden, you know, tending to your heart. So I love um, that. I don't know. Did yeah, I? Did that's I great. No, that's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about having a scripture sometimes for your work. Is there a scripture in particular that was linked that kind of was a guide for you, a theme in this book? Well, there's a, like at the beginning of the book, you know, the dedication and all, um, when I started out, it's, it's Psalm 51, six with mm-hmm. behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, the, these characters have a problem with showing their you know, the true selves and their true thoughts, even with, you know, in this couple who've been married, you know, over 30 years and showing her, Paulette just struggles. Like, this is what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, but what do they want me to say? And how am I supposed to react to this? And, um, and she, but the Lord knows that inward part. And when we're hiding those things, we can't have, you know, honest and just relationships that flourish because those weeds are choking out all of that, those thoughts and those fears are choking um, out that love. Um, also first Corinthians 13, I think it may be seven with, you know, love the whole, that whole 13, yes. you know, with love is patient, love is kind all of yes. that, but love perseveres. It never fails. Never like it, fails. God, it, you know, mm-hmm. endures all things. Yeah. And there are so many things, you know, in our world today, like it's that we have to endure, but it, it comes out on the other side, you know, it, it's, it does kind of sometimes get clouded that the love that we have, you know, for each other, but knowing, okay, I'm, I was reading, I think, um, something about Tony Evans, um, where he says, you know, you are, you know, we're Christians, we're believers and not letting those other things that are a part of us of who we are and how you can describe us, but that's how, that's how you can describe us, but who are you, yeah. you know, and I'm a believer, I'm a child of God. And that's how I should come to you and, and how I relate to you. Yeah. through that, not through this other layer of, you know, I'm the daughter of, you know, Robert Thomasina, or, you yeah. know, I'm black or I'm, you know, I'm short yeah. or, you yeah. know, all, any of those things. Yeah. Or I'm a mom of this many and I homeschool and I'm yes. already, you and know, I, yeah, and, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because those are important I? things. We were just talking in church on Sunday about the, it's revelation 10 and 11, where the elders cast their crowns before the heavenly mm-hmm. throne, right. And seeing only you are worthy. And we talked about what is this idea of like our crown? Like, because there are crowns that like, these are actual things that we've accomplished or who we are or the things that mm-hmm. like, you know, but mm-hmm. will we say, actually, though, you're the only one that creates anything. Everything that I've yeah. created is because you created something because through created which it. I created it yes. with, you know what I mean? Like the, everything. Yeah. And so will we say, yes, this is who I am. But ultimately we lay that down in humble adoration of the yes. fact that there's nothing that I've done or that I am without right. you, you know? Um, right. Yeah. And it, that gives me chills just saying it again, because even I've been like sitting in it for a couple of weeks because it's been convicting to me because there is a safety in those crowns or whatever mm-hmm. those are. And a lot of them, you know, for you, for me, for others that are in ministry, 
with the crown, they're like made up of good things. They're not yeah. wrong, yeah. but they're wrong. If we need them, you know, they're wrong if we mm-hmm. uh, won't lay them down. So I hear you. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Yeah. But just like those crowns are for him, like the weaknesses too, right? The struggle. Yes. Too. yes. You know, mm-hmm. that the, the golden crown, the, yeah. the thorny crown. Right. You know, Excellent point. So, yeah. 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 Because will I, will I give it to you believing in your promises that you work all things together for good? Will I give them, give that to you, believing that you want me, it's okay that we look at it. I know there was a period in my life that I was very afraid of sort of casting that thorny crown before him. Cause I'm like, I don't, when I cast it before you, I feel like I can't control the narrative with it anymore. Right. Like, and I never did. I mean, I know that's a myth anyway, but like, if we're going to start talking about this and working, I don't know where that'll take me. And I don't know that I trust you enough to let it take me wherever it's going to take me, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 That's good. That's good, Robin. So, well, let me ask you before I let you go, because I always ask this of my guests and that is you mentioned a Bible resource already and music and some other things. So we kind of know already, but is there anything in particular you'd like to share with us that you're using, studying, listening to watching? That's kind of just, it's just a good resource and something that's really helping you in your walk with the Lord right now. Um, Does HGTV count? No. Yes. No. <laughs> it can. Alzheimer's. <laughs> Alzheimer's is perfect. <laughs> Unless it makes you covet someone else's house, then it's not working for you, right? <laughs> Hometown is actually my favorite show. But anyway, um, I actually, it's just funny. I just read this book by Tony Shiloh, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but it's nope. called The Church of a Prince. And I'm not like a room, I don't read. Um, romance like it's not my genre necessarily but oh my goodness like I it's like just the character just is so prayerful mm-hmm. and it was unexpected um and just how you know she just like this is how Lord it helped me to be this way I know this is a fictional character but just coming to you just really honestly and in my need and just talking to you just you're sitting here with me, you know, and just comfortable with you. And I don't, it just really has, has stayed with me. Um, because, you know, you think you have to be a certain way. Um, my daughter, she was in Europe for a couple of weeks after graduating from college and had just a traumatic time trying to get back. Like she just got stuck in Germany and it was just, you know, I had to call and do all these different things and, and, and try to help her get home. And so when she you know, got back to the country, she went to her apartment and she wanted, she said, I just need to stay here for and get myself together before I can come home. And that's how we feel. Like we have to get ourselves together before we can go home with the Lord, you know, just be at home with him. And it's like, you know, I told her, you don't have to get, this is where you can be to pieces, you know, yeah. you just tumbled into the house with your stuff, just everywhere your stuff your inner stuff I mean everywhere you don't have to be together and to come home and that's how with Christ like we don't need to be together and I think I I try to be together yeah too much with with him you know and so I don't know the book it was good for me to see this someone okay this is and trusting just trusting him to answer and um I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm just talking and I'm not trusting him and waiting and knowing mm-hmm. he will answer. And yeah. but he says it like he says it all the time. I, you know, I come to me. Yeah. Come to me. And, yeah. and that's what, yeah. Yeah. Come to me even when you are in pieces. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. this is the place to to be all in pieces. That's what you just yeah. said about your daughter. I love that. I love that. What was the name of the book again? Um, it's In Search of a Prince. In Search and of a Prince. Yes. It's really good. And it's just a great story. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah. It was just, I don't take time to read a lot, you know, unless I'm, you know, reading for work or endorsing, you know, yeah. I'm also reading this book by Patricia Raven, her second book and um, that it's not out yet, but you know, she's wonderful. And um, so it's just, I don't take time to do it. Like, because I'm either working to a deadline or, or I'm reading something for school or, you know, it's, so it's nice. It was nice just to, to read like we, cause we've been home mm-hmm. and having to be home for a little bit. So it's, it was nice just to pick up a book and yeah, yeah. And, up and stay up till three. Like I, I stayed up and I should have been asleep ah! <laughs> and it was great though. It was just, it was just reminded of those good, good old days before, before kids. Yeah. <laughs> you could just read for just no, no reason. So anyway, it was so I, good though. I have to ask about Patricia cause she was here, uh, not too long ago talking about her first, all that is secret, right? Was this, is this yeah. another Annalise Spain mystery that you're it reading? Is, yes. So, yeah. And, um, I'm excited that, you know, I get to, you know, that's really wonderful. And just, you know, it, Patricia is a gem. Wow. How can you ask me for my opinion? Like, mm-hmm. okay, what I have to say, you I know, love that. So, no, she's I so love wonderful. That. Like, she's so encouraging. Yes. Like even in when she responds to you, online you know and it's like no I'm not amazing Robin yeah I just so <laughs> we talked about just how what a pivot in that at that place of her career where it would be much safer to just stay in the lane she's in but to pivot mm-hmm. and do fiction now at this point in her yes. career yeah yeah so yeah. So for, if you're listening, I'll link that episode too. Cause she was, Patricia was here with us talking about her first novel, all that is secret, but Robin's new novel is a walk walking, not a walk walking in tall weeds. I want to get that right. And I believe that it releases July 19. Is that right? It does. Yes. Yeah, it does. And so if you're listening to this, when it drops, it released just this week. And so you can uh, get your copy of it wherever books are sold and you can find and follow Robin at robinwpearson.com. And I will link that, her book, the other episode with Robin and all the places you can find and follow her in today's show notes. So please check it out. And Robin, as always, it is an absolute delight to spend time with you, my friend. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. And friend, thank you for listening until next time peace. Isn't she fantastic? Thank you, Robin, for spending time with us today. Robin's most recent book, again, is Walking in Tall Weeds, and it was released into the world on July 19th, 2022. You can find it and other books written by Robin wherever books are sold. And I encourage you to listen to more of Robin and also my chat with Lisa, Maria, and Patricia Raybon in earlier episodes linked in today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.